Shalom Abracha, we are up to Yuma Daf Tess. Today's Daf talks about how the Parhedrin, these officers, interfered with Kal Yisrael, the good and the less good, Kahanim Gedalim, the Chorban of Shiloi, the Mishkan and Shiloi, the Chorban, and the reasons for the Chorban of Besamekdash Rishon and Shani. So we're heading into a little bit of a Gadata. Now, we mentioned the Lishkas Parhedrin and these officers, so the Gemara brings in another Mishnah that discusses these Parhedrin. Chazal instituted that the bakers only needed to take off Trumas Meiser and Chala. They would buy their grain from Ameratim, so it was a suffix whether they took off everything they needed to from their grain. Chazal did not make the bakers take off Trumagadela or Meiserishon or Meisersheni. Just Trumas Meiser and Chala. Now, Trumagdela makes sense, says the Gemara, because we have a Brisa. That tells us that Yochanan Kohen Gadol, who was a good Kohen Gadol, sent, checked in all of Eretz Israel to find out what the status is with Demai, and it came out that everyone took off Truma. So Truma is not something that we needed to worry about. But that's only Trumagdela. Meiser Rishan and Meiser Oni comes down to Hamaitzim Echavera Levaraya. The bakers can say, look, if you want me to give these maestros to you, you have to prove that the guy who I bought it from, that I'm earth, did not take off his maestro before I bought it. But what about maestro Shani? Why shouldn't the bakers have to take off maestro Shani and go eat it in Yerushalayim, or at least be paid it? Ula says that the reason why the bakers were not high in maestro Shani was because these powerhedrin, these officers used to come around every 12 months, and they were in charge of setting up the market prices. And they would force the bakers to sell their bread for less. And this was causing them enough problems, so the Chazal didn't make them also take care of Maeser Shani. Now we have a Pasuk that says, Hashem yomim So the Yeras Hashem adds life. So this is referring to the Mikdash Rishon that stood for 420 years, and there were only 18 Kahanim Gedalim. Each one of them lived for a very long time because they were Tzadikim. But the second half of the Pasuk of Roshnois Roshoyim Tzirena is talking about the Mikdash Shini, which stood for 420 years. And they had more than 300 Kahanim as Kahanim Gedalim. Now you have to subtract 40 for Shimon Tzadik, who was a Tzadik, and 80 for Yechonin Kain Gadol, who was a Tzadik, but one of the Derechol at the end. 10 for Yishmo ben Pavi. Some say another 11 for Elozer ben Kharsum, who we're going to see on Lamed Hay, was incredibly wealthy. But you're left with not too many years for the rest of the Kahan of Gedalim. So it comes out that every other Kohen Gadol died within the year. They, went, they didn't make it past Tim Kipper because they all weren't Roy Lekach. Hebyechanan ben Torta tells us that the reason why Sheila was destroyed. It was always going to be moved, but the reason why it had to be destroyed was because of Gilearias and Bizayun of Kachim. Gilearias we see from the sons of Eli. And we know that they weren't actually doing Gilearias. Anyone who says that they were doing, that they didn't have is, that they, they didn't have is mistaken. That's a Gemara in Shabbos. No, hey. But since they were holding back the Karbanas of women, they weren't able to get back to their husbands, and that was a form of znus, of Gilead Rias. And Bizarin Kachim, we also see by Meshkan Shiloi, 
because the, the children who were working there were also being mavaze the kachim. We say, you see, the Eli Akayin, his children were not showing the proper reverence for it, so the next generation took it a step further. Now, why did the Mikdash Rishon deserve to be destroyed? Well, there are three things that we did wrong. And the problem is that these were three really big ones. Avedizarah, Gilei Arayis, and Shvechaz Where do we see Avedizarah? The Pasuk says, Ki kotzer ha-metzah, ha-matzah mi-istoreah, ba-masichotzarah, What's this kotzer ha-matzah? Mi-historeah? The Bainasin says that there was like two avodas going on at the same time. There was the avodah of the Mikdash for their Barnish Lailam and also for Avodah And they were this was like together. Ben Yoyada says, obviously, we're not saying that the Barnish Lailam and the Avodah are two Rayim together, but the, these two Kehanim, one, these two friends, one was doing the avodah for Hashem and one was doing avodah for Avodah Whenever Rav Yonison got to the Pasuk of Bahamasichat Sara Kiskanis, he would cry at the terrible state of the Mikdash Rishon. We see Gile Arias from the Pasuk of Vayoimer Hashem Yan ki govhu benois tzioin. That's number one. Vatelcha netio is goren number two. Umeshakres enayim number three. Holoich vetofuf telachna four. Uvraglehen tachseno five. So Yan ki govhu benois tzioin is referring to the Jewish woman at, at that time. They would take long strides, which was a certain means that they would walk upright in a haughty way. They would wear a lot of makeup. tells us that they would walk the heel next to their toe, which is also a certain gaiva and a pritzas. And Vraglayim Tachsena, explains that they would put these spices of more and a fire somewhere in their shoes, and when they came near Bechayre Yisrael, they would smash on their feet. They would stomp, and that would they did that to entice their, the Yitzhahara. Where do we see Shvichas Domin by the Mikdash Rishon? From the Pasuk of Gam Dam Noki Shafach Menashe. Adesher Molyas Yerushalayim Pelepeh. It was a, Yerushalayim was blood-soaked. What about the Mikdash Sheni? Then we were learning Taira and doing mitzvahs, doing Kamilas Chasodim, so why was that destroyed? The Gemara says that was because of Sinas Chinam, which teaches us that Sinas Chinam is Keneged, Gida Raya Avoid and Shri Chasdomim. The Chavetz Chaim brings down that Lashon Hara is also Keneged these three, so you see that this Sinas Chinam is referring to Lashon Hara. During the second base of Mikdosh, they were Rishayim, but they were still by Teach Ba'ashem. By the first base of Mikdash, Hashem brought three punishments connected their three Averis. Number one, Tzio in Sodete Choresh, that the Harbayas was plowed. Yerushalayim Ayin was demolished, and Harbayas, Lebomes Yar, turned into a thick forest. The Gemara says, wait, by Mikdash Rishon, they didn't have Sinaschina, but there's a Pasuk that says Megoyre. And Rabbi Yezer explains that this is referring to people who are eating and drinking together but destroying each other with the sword of their tongue. The Gemara says that's true, but that puzzle was not referring to the entire Kalal Israel. That was just an Asiyah Yisrael. Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Yezer say that by the first base of Mikdash, since they acknowledge their Averis, Hashem Inform them of how long the galus would be. It would be a 70-year galus. But by the second base of Mikdash, where 
we did the, this Rishos Beseser, Hashem did not tell us, hid, how long the Golas would be. And we're still in that Golas. Rabbi Yechanan says that the first Chorbun was like fingernails, while the second one was like the torso. It was much worse. Rishlaka says, Fakert. The second one was better because even though they were Shibud Malchios, they were at least they were learning Torah by the second one. So which which Chorbon was worse? So they told Rishlakish, you look at the look at the base of Mikdash. That'll prove to you that the second one was worse because the first one was rebuilt. The second one wasn't. They asked of Elazar, and he said, also, look at the base of Mikdash. You see, the first was not as bad as the second. So in a way, the Sinaschinim was worse than the the, the Gimel Chamuras. Rishlakish was going to bathe in the Yardin, and Rabbi Barachana was with him holding his hand, helping him. And Rishlakish says, he expressed his hatred towards the Babylonians who did not come back to rebuild the base of Mikdash with Ezra. He said if they would have come back, it would have been like silver, which is through and through, as opposed to uh, wood, uh, like a wooden door, which is rotten on the inside. It's just a shell. And the Pesach says refers to them as Erez. And Ula explains this to be a sasmagor, which is a worm which eats out the middle of the door. So it looks like you have a door, but it's totally hollow. So what is this door that we still have? It's empty, but what remnants do we have? Rebbe explains that although we lost Navua, we still have the connection to Shemayim through a baskal. After we lost Chagi Zechari Malachi, the last Navim, we lost Racha Kodesh, but we still are able to hear baskals. Rishlagash didn't like the story so much because the Gemara asks, how could Rish Lakish, how could this be accurate that Rish Lakish was talking to Rabbi Baruch Hanna when he was going into the Ardain? He was the, the Rosh Hashiva of Eretz Yisrael, and he, Rish Lakish wouldn't speak to anybody in the Shuk. Rish Lakish wouldn't even speak to Rabbi Yezer, who was the Merida Asr of Eretz Yisrael. So why would he be speaking to Rabbi Baruch Hanna? Sir Peppa says you have to change around who it was. If it was Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish who was washing... Then Ze'iri was holding his hand, or his Rabbi Baruch Hanna held out his hand and Eliezer was bathing. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.